Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 535 of the Juice Box Podcast. Jenny's here today to do another diabetes variable with me, and today's topic is video games. This is the eighth in the diabetes variable series. So far, we've covered trampolines, temperature, travel, exercise, hydration, food quality, leaky sites or tunneling, and of course today, those good old video games. There's also a diabetes pro tip episode about variables. That is episode 231. If you haven't heard the diabetes pro tips, I wish you would uh, give them a try. They begin at episode 210, or you can find them at diabetespro-tip.com. Please remember while you're listening today that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Today's a pretty short episode. There's only one ad, and I think the episode's about 15 minutes long. I hope you enjoy it. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Gvoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto-injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes, ages 2 and above. Not only is Gvoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. Well, here's one that I hear from a lot of moms. I don't want to be too specific, but a lot of moms of boys usually. My kid's blood sugar shoots up, and they don't just mean 40 or 50 points. They're talking about 200, 250 when they play video games. Is that adrenaline? That's adrenaline. That's People should know that. <laughs> yeah. it's And I, I think you're right in terms of video games and maybe the type of person who might be playing one video game versus another. Oh. Um, I mean, I like age old, like Mario brothers, I can guarantee my blood sugar was never going up when I was playing Mario brothers with my brother as a child. Okay. But I can probably say that if I could go back, if I was doing some of the, um, the Olympic ones where you were like competing against the other person, like you were doing jumping. And even though it was an activity, my brother and I were very um, competitive in that mm -hmm. in terms of who did better. So I would guess without knowing, I didn't have a CGM at that point, but I would guess that my blood sugar probably went up a bit. I'm, I'm picturing you trash talking your brother playing Wii bowling right now. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Wii bowling. It was like, do you remember the old, like you had to do like the long, you had to like run, 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 and then like yeah. jump to yeah. do like the long jump kind of thing, like the old school Nintendo, right? Yeah, no kidding. Like, and you moved and it about. moved. And so 
That's interesting. But today's games. I yeah, mean, with like the games, first person shooters and that stuff that feels like you're really doing especially something. the virtual ones, okay. the ones where you have the visual the goggles on, you are almost immersed in that setting. Mm-hmm. And many times there will be a rise, especially if it's any of the what I call more violent ones, you know, the games where you're really like shooting and killing or you're battling the zombies or these like demon looking creatures (laughs) yeah i've been scared i've stood over my son's shoulder and watched it been like this is kind of low-key frightening (laughs) yes and i know i'm okay i'm uh so i wonder too i'd love to hear from somebody i wonder if it is that competition piece coupled together with the frightening, like intense nature of it, like all that together just drives out of nowhere. So do you bolus for it? I usually recommend paying attention to what ends up happening because a first visual is often what parents see in activities or competition sport, not obviously the practices, but typically the sport on the weekend where you're doing a tournament or a game against your a team you know rival or whatever it is this spike in blood sugar we can either see blood sugar sits high and you do have to take care of it or it's just high the whole game or it spikes but then as the kid keeps moving things even out and they end up coming down without correcting the adrenaline rush at all Mm -hmm. so the piece in the picture of these games is is it a seated adrenaline rush type of game Mm -hmm. or is it one in which you are also moving along with the game that may be the difference of correcting or letting the rise happen and letting it even out is there an impact about what happens after the game so if i kill the zombies jack my blood sugar (laughs) up and then sit down that would be different than if i did that and began to move around afterwards because the movement might helping the blood sugar down but if you go from a jacked up adrenaline to sedentary or into bed or into a meal right then you're not yeah then those other variables are going to keep the adrenaline from because i've seen i think there's a fairly common story that i i've told on the podcast a number of times about noticing that arden was competitive at sports and learning to bolus for it but the other you know the end of that story is Yes, it kept it down, but then she needed food later. I was yes. basically pre-bolusing food, and the pre-bolus was handling the spike of adrenaline, and then afterwards it needed to be fed. Or right. It was like fall. the end of that insulin action had to be taken care of. Yeah. It, the adrenaline bump in blood sugar was not enough. How do I mean this? The the insulin, the amount of insulin I used was necessary to keep her blood sugar stable through the adrenaline. But as soon as the adrenaline was gone, there was still insulin left over and it needed carbs. Right. Especially considering it's on the back end of exercise, which enhances insulin absorption for a couple of hours after in most cases. Which is why Arden always got waffles after basketball. Mm. So it was like a nice little pre-planning thing. Like a nice little We'll do this and we'll do that. Listen, I used to do the same trick uh, afternoon at high school. She'd get higher 1230, 1.30, 2.30, but she was always hungry after school. So I was aggressive through that afternoon knowing that there was going to be food right at 3 o'clock. Right. You know, and then that's that was one of the ways I was able to stay on top of that kind of blood sugar problem 
um, without causing a low later. Right. So video games. Uh, and that's just, it's confounding to people when it happens. Then once they see it, they're like, video games may have my kids' blood sugar go up. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's as, com- I wonder if it's as frequent with girls as it is with boys. I would expect it's, it depends on what their interest is. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of the girls that I work with who are sort of in that like, eight to 12 range where they're sort of getting into like the dance dance type of game or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. They're excited about doing it, but that's, that's like exercise. Yeah. That's exercise. They're moving. And so their insulin needs actually obviously go down. I wonder about like the, I don't see a lot of girls games, girls specific, I guess, if we're terming them boy girl games, which they're not really anybody can play anything. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I wonder how many people who are, you know, who are girls mm-hmm. are into, like, thrashing zombies in video games. Like, it seems like a, I mean, I don't know. I'm using my own. I would guess that if there was a group of friends that was very interested in doing it all together, regardless whether they were boys and girls, they just wanted to hang out and they were all doing that. Yeah, they might do. Maybe. I, I just wonder if, like, internally in their brain, they have that same, like, kill it, stomp it, I'm amazing, let me win feeling. Like, I, I want to hear from somebody who's got a little killer for a daughter. <laughs> She's just outside, just running through things constantly, you know? The warrior ninja child. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box you spell that g-v-o-k-e-g-l-u-c-a-g-o-n.com forward slash juice box if you'd like to hire jenny she works at integrateddiabetes.com go check her out thank you so much for listening i'm going to put a little bit of information after the music about the pro tip series and the defining diabetes series but if you already know about that stuff Pace, you're done. All right, guys, there's some series within the podcast that are about management. I mean, you're listening to one now, variables. But there's also the defining diabetes series, which goes over jargon, tools, ideas. But there's also the diabetes pro tip series. And I want to read you just one piece of feedback that I got from a Facebook user just a couple of weeks ago. It said, I've been listening to the podcast since May of 2019 when my son was diagnosed. Without all of your help, advice, tips, education, we wouldn't be where we are now. A1C in the fives this last year brought it down from 11.3 at diagnosis. No food restrictions. And I swear my child doesn't even know he has diabetes half of the time. That's from Christine. I could read you hundreds and hundreds more. But instead, I would just like it if you checked out the diabetes pro tip episodes. I've tried to make them easy for you to get to because I realize there's so many episodes in the podcast. So you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com and at the top, just click on Diabetes Pro Tip. Actually going to make sure I'm telling you the right way. Juiceboxpodcast.com, Diabetes Pro Tip will take you right to it. Or there's a direct link, diabetesprotip.com. At diabetesprotip.com, you'll have access to all of the Pro Tip episodes. So you can write down the numbers and go find them in your podcast player or just listen to them there online. doesn't matter. 
You'll also have access to the Defining Diabetes series. Please, just check them out. They're very worth your time. I saw a mention of the podcast in one of the Dexcom groups I follow on Facebook. The Pro Tip series is filled with such great information. Thank you. For someone who has been living with diabetes for 30 plus years, I wish I had been more proactive in finding this information sooner. I'm going to recommend this to my endo. I'd love it if you could be the next person to leave it a review like that. And I think you could if you just check out the Pro Tip series. I don't know how many episodes there are at this point, maybe 20. You can listen to them at your leisure. They're absolutely free. The whole podcast is always free. Um, I don't think it would take you that long. And I do think they'd really be valuable for you. So I hope you check them out. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing the show with others, and for downloading it in your podcast apps that I'm positive you're subscribed in. Please tell me you're subscribed in your podcast apps, please. Thank you. If you don't know what a podcast app is and you want one, Go to juiceboxpodcast.com or diabetesprotip.com. There's links to the most popular ones. They're all free. Uh, You should not have to pay for a podcast app. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Apple Music, Android. It's an endless list of ways you can listen. You can basically listen anywhere that you get audio.